Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another installment of 16-Bit Sushi. Another lovely member of the ARS 45 podcasting family. ARS 45 Going 45 minutes or less, or more, going into the world of all things anime, video games, and all things geeky and fun. Welcome to another edition of 16-Bit Sushi. I am the founding father, Chris. Alongside me is the gentleman who uh, did a very good job uh, recently. And he is the uh, pretty uh, strong gentleman by my side here. And that is the man that we call Fudgezilla. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> and the one laughing is uh, pretty much uh, responsible for bringing this foray into this generation uh, none other than the filthy casual ladies and gentlemen hey I should have played the clap sound effect or the applause but whatever cause you know I'll, I'll get around to adding those buttons I swear <laughs> what's going on fellas well not too much I mean well actually a lot but you know given <laughs> current state of affairs all you can do is just kind of sit back and enjoy uh some wonderful electronic entertainment uh from the confines of your home so that's been what's going down i mean in between the things hitting us in the news field yeah um you know that that's been mostly the case there what about you fudgezilla well, oh, actually, there is something. Um, I'm going to talk about some good news. Okay. You know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of positivity. Um, so, uh, if anyone has pre-ordered Final Fantasy VII Remake, they are allowing you to preload it before the 10th of April when the game is released. You won't be able to play it. But you'll have it ready to go the moment it drops. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Pre-order the digital copy. Go, 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 go right now. Go right now to your PSN. And if you're, you're listening, you're listening to the podcast, so you can listen to us while you do that. 
Yeah, but well, but, but but we we might want to play with you at like twelve a.m. when it drops. So you should, you know, I don't I don't know how you're going to do that. But if you listen to our um, our uh, episodes, you know, either one of them play some background music. I don't know why you want to do that while you're playing new Final Fantasy. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be listening to us while I'm playing Final Fantasy. But if you love us enough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You know, it'd be really cool if they did something like, uh, like, let's say you want to play Final Fantasy VII with people, but not exactly with people. Maybe you want to fight other people with Final Fantasy characters. They should remake Air Guys and make that multiplayer. Oh, wow. That would be nice. That would be different. I mean, I mean well, they kind of had their efforts, like, as far as, like, that element goes with, uh, as far as. Like, I know Dissidia had multiplayer as a sort of, like, an arena fighter for Final Fantasy. But to actually be in the RPG element in full multiplayer, that would be... That'd be interesting. Probably like, like a fighting game. This is just a fighting game. Oh, just straight fighting. Oh, so just go, like, just... Yeah. So basically... Fighting just, online just, matches. Just online matches? Well... Yeah, like I said, a remake of Air Guys, that fighting game that was on PlayStation 1 that had, like, Tifa Cloud and Sephiroth in it. Oh, yes, I remember that all too well. That was my first, technically, that was my first experience with the Final Fantasy VII characters, was through Air Guys. Because um, at that time, I wasn't an RPG fan when Final Fantasy VII initially came out for the PlayStation. I was a fighting game fan. So... The same fact, the same company, which I believe was a uh, thing developer, Dream Factory, which uh, developed a little thing called Tobol Number One, which had a sequel, Tobol Two. Uh, they also developed Urgag, and that's when uh, I thought, "Oh wait, those uh, characters from that commercial for that game are in this one." Okay, and that was my experience with Final Fantasy VII. Uh, was through Urgag, so. Since everything else is getting remade in this era, and mind you, uh, you know everything from the '90s uh, as of this particular element. I mean, Resident Evil 3's remake is out, and that came out in the '90s. Why not have her guys come back? I mean, it's possible because uh, this, well, well, we need to do a Kickstarter. But I'm too lazy to do it, so we need to get other people who are more motivated than I am. Oh, no, no, they just, just tap square on the shoulder. Just tap square on the shoulder. They'll, they'll have money after Final Fantasy VII's remake, so they'll, they'll be able to take well, I'm just going to weasel my way out by saying I'm just the idea guy. Like, hey, I'm the guy who comes up with shit. I'm not the guy who actually does shit. Oh, that, that works in, in elements. That works in elements. You know, there's certain elements that we probably can't talk about on the show, but that works. <laughs> now, I think, I, I think, honestly, it's a chance for it to make a return. It just... Uh, it's kind of along the lines of how Capcom was with um, Mega Man. It's, you know, if they see a demand and it's enough people, you know, screaming for it now, I mean, Square's different than Capcom because Capcom will be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, we're going to do something else. Um, I mean, you might have a shot with um, Square, especially considering uh when we had final fantasy 15 release and people were mad about the ending and enough people complained that they said okay we'll do something different we'll change it up um so 
I want to say if enough people really want to see Air Geist remade, uh, it is, you know, truly possible. Also, Chris, I think it's really cool that you um, got into Final Fantasy, you know, per Air Geist. I think that was really awesome. Um, and I'm just going to plug this episode because, folks, um, today, you know, you're hearing this episode. Of course, we decided to uh, go ahead and record for you. Uh, but make sure you are paying attention because uh, we are dropping our Final Fantasy episode. So I thought I'd go ahead and plug that real quick. So for those of you who are hyped for Final Fantasy like we are, definitely make sure you tune in. Uh, also, I for you, Fudzilla, I have a message from one of our members. And um, I guess I'll just segue into the story since we're on, you know, Final Fantasy. Um, aside, folks, uh, for those of you pre-ordered, if you you, you didn't know, I'm sure you do. Uh, Square had announced they were shipping out copies early. So definitely some of you may be getting your copy. If you ordered directly from Square, you may be getting your copy uh, a day before the game release. Some of you may be playing it right now. Uh, you know, Square asks for nobody to spoil anything, of course. Um, but what's really funny, uh, since we're talking about spoilers and I told you guys, I wasn't going to tell you this until we started recording, um, message from Shelby is also linked to this, but let's start off with, uh, for those of you who you woke up early, um, this past, uh, this past Monday, you went to listen to our persona episode because we released our persona episode, uh, day before, uh, persona, uh, five Royal dropped. Well, I was playing Animal Crossing when I get a text message from one of our members. And um, Fudzilla, first and foremost, I was told to let you know you are not right for calling Earth Shish Kebab. So, <laughs> folks, you'll get well, to... Well, I mean, when I said it, uh, I mean, here's the thing, though. When I said it... I actually put out the disclaimer of how wrong it was. So you I did. Mean, you did. I did. I, I think I just, I mean, I mean, I, I, my defense, I did my job. You, I said, hey, you, you did. This you, is going to be some pretty messed up stuff, you, what I'm about to say, but this is. So we are. So we're basically. Okay, so here's a couple things. So here's a couple. Here's here's a couple things. I'm just saying. I'm saying. I agree with Shelby basically. That's what oh, okay. Because she 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 told me to tell you. She like you ain't shit for that one. Uh, she was she was laughing. She, <laughs> I agree. She, 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 I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like like no, that was a that was a piece of shit thing to do. Yeah. Oh uh, well, you know. <laughs> no 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 no. The piece of shit thing was you know how she ended up that way. That was a piece of shit no, thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, so so here's 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 the thing. I mean, it builds story. It builds it builds the story though. But no, man, like no, it was like no, that was messed up. It was like it was insensitive and a spoiler at the same time. And everybody's going to have to relive it again come April tenth. Well, well, actually not yet, but. When you see her, of course, she'll start thinking. I mean, like watching the trailer, watching the first trailer uh, or the kind of mini trailer they do when you pick up, uh, finish the demo, that part's tough because you see her and it's like, oh boy, <laughs> you know. But um, well, well, here's the thing. Well, I know I know Square Enix very well. Um, they're like when it comes to Eris, they this time round they are out to make you cry, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because they've done it before. If you played Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, you know what I'm talking about. 
Like, you did not have a dramatized accent like that. Like, come on. We know what happens. You want you want you want to add visuals and, and like really, really, really emotional instrumental music to it. And like, why don't you try to make me tear up? That's fair. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do it to you in the remake. Right? They're gonna do it to you. Uh, I mean, to they, the already, they already, they already start. They already start with uh, how Cloud is saying that he's, you know, he's a part of something dangerous. He doesn't want her around the whole nine. So, look, it, it's it's going to happen. I mean, for those of us who've been waiting for this remake for I don't know how long, we all know it's it's going to happen. But um, speaking with spoilers and the whole nine. Reason that Shelby even heard this episode is because I had the wrong file. And Blame Distribution System uh, decided to bring this up. Love you, Devin. Uh, Blame Distribution System. I'm taking 5% of that blame. Because let me tell you, in the in the middle uh, in the middle of planting flowers, Animal Crossing, I get this message, and Shelby's and Shelby's talking about like really er, shish kebab, and I was like, yeah, wait a minute, how how do you know this? And then I was like, wait, what? So I go, I run, I go, I get my, I'm, I'm scrolling through my phone, I load up the podcast, and I listen, and I'm like, this isn't the Persona episode. Oh my gosh, I hope nobody's really paying attention to us on Twitter. I hope nobody's paying attention to us on Twitter. You're about to get over, man. About to blow up. No, that's, that's, you, you want that. You listen, want that. no, sir. No, no. Look. What's that? And then you can turn it and become super baby faces like pro wrestling. Listen. Me and Devin to talk about it. I was like, sir, I need you as soon as you can. Send over the Persona episode. He was like, I sent that to you. I was like, no, you sent me the Final Fantasy one. He was like, what? I was like, yeah. And sure enough we had a, we had a good laugh about it and i had to reach out to mr rose we're going to call him that and explain to him i also nicknamed him big angry <laughs> big, angry. big angry so, so i have a question i have a question what's up are you saying <laughs> not goku black but black goku maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> This is currently being recorded, so I'm just going to say maybe. <laughs> look, 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 look! I, I, I had a, I had there a, used to be a website, the Black Goku that I think it was dot com about that, but it was like it was way back in the day with like real player. We just used real player on the internet. Oh and like God, he just yeah. post. He, he just had like all of the Dragon Ball Z episodes posted for you to like download and watch. I was like, oh crap! Oh no. <laughs> It'd be, it'd, be kind of, it'd be kind of a crazy plot for Justin to that guy. But yeah, just just some just some humor with uh, Final Fantasy, man. I'm I'm excited. Uh, of course, I'm excited to play uh, Persona. So I, I got my collector's edition, and it's already installed on the system. I'm ready to sit down. And play it mindlessly for the next couple hours and uh, cry when I have to figure out how the hell I was grinding this stuff. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, speaking of uh, releases to be excited about, Chris, there's news regarding Last of Us 2. And it's funny how we've been looping back to Last of Us and Resident Evil, even in like yeah. new episodes that we had 
no intention of talking about them, but indeed, we, we <laughs> yes, we, we're, we're, we're rolling back in the loop here. This is uh, it's kind of a surprising element. We had talked about them like back what February at the con, so yeah. you know, and that was like the anticipation. And since then, they've shown up quite a bit because of uh, the update. So, in the case of Last of Us Part Two, which was due to come out in May. Uh, that has changed, apparently, and it is being uh, apparently delayed indefinitely. And there's a lot of uh, news concerning matters about it. Uh, I know uh, Wired.com has an article, along with many other websites that have articles on this. Um, you know, some feel that it is logistical concerns caused by the by the unfortunate element that's happening in the world right now. Yeah. Now, that's one concern. Others feel, and there's a speculation in the ether that, hey, maybe they're really just waiting till the PS5 drops. Maybe they feel this will be the launch title for the PS5. Um, they've already stacked the deck so high for PS4. The PS4 is already essentially in the history books. It's the closest as far as library, the prestige. It's, already, it's about the closest you're going to get to that PS2 legendary status. It's very close in. Mm-hmm. So, why not just leave your ace out and let it start off the whole new console generation? What? So there's you conflicting know, views on You know, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean, I mean cut you off. I apologize. No um, I had this thought when we were waiting for the date for Ghost of Tsushima. I thought that yeah. we were going to see that honestly as a PlayStation 5 title. I even considered that with The Last of Us because we were supposed to get that originally in February and then all of a sudden they's like, hey, you know what? We're pushing it. It's going to come out in May. Now, that yeah. did wonders for the pocketbooks for everyone. That that really helped our wallets. Uh, it sucked, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know what? Hey, I, if, um, if it allows me to play for Final Fantasy, you know, so be it because I at one point you know, we were worried about both Final Fantasy VII Remake and Last of Us coming out in the same month for some of us. Um, right, not right, right. That was a concern. That was yeah. and technically Cyberpunk was in that mix. Once upon a time, it was. It it was. Although you know, Cyberpunk. Um, because Cyberpunk, yeah, Cyberpunk, uh, was set, I believe, for May, and. Of course, when we got the announcement of, of games being pushed back, uh, one article uh, had it dead on. It was like, you know, we always get this in threes. We get this in two and three. So if one game gets pushed back. Don't be surprised if another one gets held up too. And I, I hate to say it, and I don't want to, I want to throw any mojo out there, so I'm not. But um, I'm just praying that the, this is the last we hear of a game getting pushed back. But it can't be helped considering what is going on and honestly um i can also agree with folks on the the idea that hey you know what they may just look at it like what titles do we really have for the playstation 5 because i remember when playstation 4 came out and the only thing that you really kind of had in the clip was watchdogs um that was really it that was the only game i could truly think of that i wanted uh, me personally and 
now we're facing kind of that same dilemma because as far as i know i don't think there are too many titles that are going to launch with the playstation 5 now you know we still got a couple months who knows what they may do they've already announced the playstation 5 is going to be limited in quantities that are getting shipped so that's going to be interesting to watch uh but the way the game library is stacking up if i don't get it you know when it comes out that's fine i just hope we get last of us before this year is out so well that's well thing. definitely well if anything let's hope we get well in in some cases let's hope we we get to play last of us as opposed to living in last of us very 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 true that's, sir very okay. true no very that's, true that's, no, that's just the only that's sadly sadly dark but here's a little something humorous um just to, to balance things out there but uh, last of us part two is delayed for a time uh you know but there'll be more info on that um you know as the days go by meanwhile um the other half of that survival core element that we uh core element that we talked about uh resident evil 3's remake has since been released and it has its acclaim for sure, uh, remaking the classic uh, 1999 PS1 game um, with this uh, with with Jill Valentine uh, leading the, the the role and everything, and trying to execute her last escape from Raccoon City. Well, apparently, uh, in executing the escape, and of course, going about. You know, the lovely deal of surviving zombies and all sorts of creatures. Uh, it turns out that Jill is lacking one thing that some are not happy about. Some are very furious about. So, with uh, the remakes of Resident Evil, particularly of Resident, since Resident Evil 2's remake and now Resident Evil 3, that there's been modern interpretations of, you know, iconic character outfits. So, uh, you know, Jill Valentine has, you know, pretty much the, the look of uh, Ripley from, from Alien. You know, the tank top and everything. Um, just your, your typical action heroine look. So, uh, whether you have a pre-order for the game or, you know, you beat the game traditionally and, you know, like the old days, and still, that you unlock different outfits. So, you can actually unlock her classic outfit from the original game. Now, the thing that's lacking here, apparently in that outfit, is, let's see, the, the top is there, but the skirt's not there. And people are furious about this. They are furious. This detail is missing. And, and people are literally, you know, some fans are crying false advertising. How could Capcom do this? Um, you know, it, it's a pretty, pretty, Funny element, given matters, uh, it, it, it has people kind of going in ways. Um, you know, some people feel like, oh, well, you know, Capcom got scared, it's too Western now, or, you know, it, it's, the, it's the Sony policy striking all over again. This is, you know, some articles have stated this, one from uh, Push Square has stated this, apparently. Uh, you know, despite the game being very well done in the same vein as Resident Evil 2's remake, as well as Resident Evil 4 with the over-the-shoulder action or stuff, um, 
you know, now some fans are, are kind of, uh, some fans are a little, a little upset. They're a little, you know, they, they, they didn't get the drill they, they wanted. And, you know, and so there's some pushback there. Um, just kind of funny. I mean, still the same character. The character's still the same. Still badass female, badass cop, surviving this hellish, monstrous, um, zombie-ridden over, you know, land. But, uh, don't have the skirt. I'm disappointed. You know, you're, you're not authentic. So that's, that's where it is. Uh, that's where it is, fellas. <laughs> that's where we are. I actually pushed, I actually pulled up, uh, Push Square's article. And yeah. I like how they were like, um, for, um, Resident Evil 3's remake pre-order bonuses include, among other things, a classic Jill Valentine costume inspired by her iconic blue boob tube and mini skirt from the 1990 PS1 original. Unfortunately, it's left some of vocal fans fuming as Capcom has opted to exchange the protagonist's bottom layer for a pair of shorts. And then they end this paragraph with, no panty shots for you readers. So... Um, but here's the thing. Even back in the old days, when uh, Resident Evil Three had the uh, tank controls, you couldn't see anything there. Anyway, but pixels, polygons—that's rather polygons. That's all you could really see. So you never really got that, you know, in depth there. On top of it, Jill's never really been a outside of this game, outside of three. He's never really been per se cheesecake. I know some of the uh, the Gunrail uh, Resident Evil games have her portrayal in a bit of a different way. And Resident Evil Five is all sorts of crazy because they made her like uh, Cami Two Point uh, without the the you know the onesie, but just with uh, you know the, the the cat suit and everything uh, and the blonde hair. Well, but um, you know, you know, this is never really been a cheesecake character. She's always been, you know, kind of stoic well, in her own right. I mean, this is this is a this is a <laughs> this is something. I'm trying to even get the words out because I'm, I'm trying not to laugh. Uh, but we've gotten this complaint a lot uh, with video games in the the past couple past couple years either um a bud's made too big or you uh don't get to see enough cleavage and uh honestly for her character i can i can see the cheesecake element i'm not gonna lie i can see why why fans be uh ticked but maybe it's just me and i'm like dude um there's a little bit more i can do with my time but hey i'm not about to tell y'all what to be mad at but I have to point out the Push Squares article. I really like how they got this one tweet up here. And yeah. it's basically the shots of what you know on the left is, of course, Joe with the skirt. And yeah, well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's got the skirt. And then on the right, it's got her, you know, her shorts. And basically the caption the is Jill. Some people called it the sport. Uh, yeah, no, no. Actually, that's what it says. Jill, Re- Jill's Resident Evil Three pre-order costume is not capital is not her original outfit. They changed her skirt to a skort. I guess the ethics department wins again, and uh, you know 
that is a perfect segue into our topic you know with like the ratings and the whole nine uh i'm i'm not gonna lie uh for me i didn't think that far ahead but chris i think we're i think we're wrong here i think we're wrong i think she's cheesecake material and i, I think me and you and fudzilla here may not be acknowledging it we may not be acknowledging the level of cheesecake that we need to acknowledge here well, she's had her spot, but, you know, no doubt about it. I mean, she's had an evolution in her character where, like, in the first Resident Evil, she's super serious. So you don't really see that element. It's not really till three you start, you know, they, they have her, you know, the outfit. And then when you get to five, you have the, the leather, you know, cat suit sort of thing going. Um, along with the, the weird emerald gem on her chest. It's just, it's just, they went some places with that. Well, so, so she's had her spot, you, but, you know, you know, just, you know they, they started to go in a route kind of similar to what we saw with, uh, with, with, with Tomb Raider in its reboot, where it's like, you know, they wanted her to be serious. And Jill's character has kind of always loaned herself to that role. Does not say there's anything wrong with sex appeal at all because in horror, especially in horror genre, there's a lot of it. You can go to Jamie Lee Curtis and you know look back in the day. There's plenty of it. Um, oh yeah, I mean, so we know, but, but we know Sony. It's always you no know Sony's been about the whole epics thing since but then. But there's also near because I, oh, I mean. You, really, you get a you get a whole freaking achievement for actually looking up the skirt. Very on the monitor. You get a whole freaking achievement. Uh, I, and I I I'm going to say on this particular topic, and then we can just segue in. Um, I truly do think that sometimes companies just automatically assume Sony is going to be against something because near is a perfect example you can look up the skirt uh there are tons of games in fact one of that we're going to be talking about today in spots uh simran kuraga right oh yeah and at first the only way you were playing it unless you had a 3ds uh they started releasing the game on the vita you could import it Sarah Carriga, you can beat the clothes off of uh, the 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 ladies that you fight. That that's the truth. That's that, like a staple to that. Uh, that's the staple that of a whole series, and the the creator loves boobs. And he said Very. it on multiple occasions. He loves boobs, and he wants people to be able to appreciate boobs. So yeah, you can you will see clothes getting tattered, and if you hit them with a really strong move, especially if you power your character up. You can do one ultimate attack and now leave your opponent like covering their chest. Crazy. Uh, but that's the perfect segue into what we're talking about. Ratings, um, you know, comparisons in between uh, the U.S. ratings that we have here from Eat Everyone, the Mature Team, you name it. And then how the Japanese rate their games. Of course, uh, in Japan, there are things that fly, which, you know, don't. I mean... Look at what happened to Yakuza. We, we can use Yakuza in that example. Yakuza has gotten edited um, something terrible when they were releasing it back in the day. 
uh, versus to the re-releases that we've gotten now. There were things that they cut out the game that me personally, I was not interested in the game because I was like, it was constantly getting edited. And every single time they had a new one coming out, I was ready to give it a chance. And then a friend of a time, he was like, yeah, don't even bother. They cut out the Hostess Club or uh, they cut the Strip Club or they got the pervy man that is going to be dancing around. You're not going to see him, although that really didn't come to zero. But anyway, using that as an example. Uh, so people people being mad with you know with Joe's costumes understandable um, don't let it be the reason you don't play the game I don't think anybody's going to not play it because of that but then again I haven't seen on those comments uh, but talking about hi my name is Joe and I'm a home decor overspender hi, Joe. I made a breakthrough I found home sense it's unreal so many brand name sofas I bought one oh, wow, really? it's okay yeah. the price is so low lighting unexpected rugs handcrafted wall art eclectic I go back like every week <gasps> no it's always different new unique decor same great savings every time you go field trip HomeSense, standout pieces, outstanding prices. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Ratings and video gaming. Um, do you think at this point we'll ever like, how can I put this? With the rating system that we currently have, we're used to E for everyone. We're used to team. We're used to, you know, mature. You would right. think that rating system would allow companies to go and push the envelope on certain things look at rockstar and um grand theft auto or red dead redemption they're going to push well, their limit so why is it that capcom is afraid to allow certain things to fly okay well let's, let's well let's get into that um well for first first off as, as one who you know who, who's played like a lot of resident evil lately um, I can understand the the yearning for authenticity to the character into that element. That that is wholeheartedly understood. I can respect that immensely, and I'm actually an advocate for it. At the same time, because they literally do like a, a modern, a sort of modern take of these iconic stories and such. There's always that little, like, segue. There's always that little, you know, that that, that little clause there, that hook. Because they, they did this in Resident Evil 2's uh, remake with, uh, with Claire. Because Claire didn't have the same exact outfit that she had, you know, in, in the original. Where she was the uh, Iker Ninja. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, so it's, always a, it, it's always a, you know, a bit of a, a hook there when it comes to it. As it relates to the, to the rating system that... You know, we use, and we're, we're talking about those who, who reside in, in North America, that we use the, uh, the ESRB system, the uh, Entertainment Software Rating Board, uh, which came as a result of stuff like Mortal Kombat. Particularly Mortal Kombat was the reason 
That and Night Trap were the reasons why we got the uh, Furby. Because of the immense violence and sex appeal and such, and, and not having any sort of regulation. This was to prevent uh, the government, the United States government, from being the head regulator of games. Yeah. The SRB is, the, the, is that, that brick that wall that stops them. So the SRB, as it relates to matters, its system is simplified. It works to a particular extent. Now, to answer the matter of why Capcom doesn't push the envelope or certain you know companies can't, the thing is Capcom in, in its time has done quite a bit with the team ratings. When you look at stuff like Street Fighter, particularly if you look at characters like Cammy, like Rainbow Mika, I'm sure Fudgezilla can probably quote me a few others, being a Street Fighter fan, that have pushed the cheesecake level as hard as they could. But because of certain titles from, and we're just talking about Capcom then, and a few others that are really iconic and very much in tune with the cultural ether that people, people know what Hadouken means what it is and they've never played Street Fighter that's how deep Street Fighter goes so there are times where they have to tone themselves back and push back because for the business side of things and unfortunately as we've seen in in other forms of entertainment such as and I I relate back to, to Hollywood um, I mean the NS uh, the NC seventeen rating. Um, there was a time where that was keen, but then the adult industry became a thing, and advertisers did not want to get behind that stuff. So that's why bigger companies push back on that. That's why even for the ESRB, for all the for the rating scale, which goes from, um, goodness, it goes from early childhood, well, at least it did to a point, but now it's just from E to A, you don't really see that many A titles, uh, adults only. Mm-hmm. Not particularly in, in North America. Because of, you know, when you're getting into essentially the porn territory of things, it gets kind of hard to advertise your game gets a little hard to get over. Yeah. Uh, maybe in, in, as far as an independent publisher, I could see that for sure. But, you know, not nearly uh, the level that you see in Japan with um, matters. And, of course, Japan has the um, a different system. Japan has the uh, Computer Entertainment Rating Organization yeah. as its uh, regulation. Yeah. And that's I- where, yeah. I actually pulled, I actually um, am looking at that right now. Um, And the highest rating uh, for 18 and over is Z. Uh, Yeah. And just scaling back. So then if it's D, that's for 17-year-olds and above. Uh, C, of course, is for 15. B is for 12. And then A, of course, is for all ages. Now, what's really interesting, uh, and like you were saying about the the AO uh, rating, uh, 
you rarely see anything that has a Z rating. Now I'm I'm looking through, and from what it seems, the um, games that actually got a Z rating, which for us right. would be M here. Uh, right. This included Assassin's Creed, Dead Rising, The Godfather, Fable Two, Fallout Three, uh, Left for Dead Two, Mad World, Chaos Ed, Noah, and God of War Three. Um, and these are extreme like impact levels. Now you know for us, you know that's that's M, but in our system, M is not the highest one. It would have to be AO, and I haven't seen an AO yeah, title yeah. personally uh, since well back in um the day where import uh systems which is another one of i believe our topics for tonight uh day right. folks are really listening um i haven't seen an ao title in a very long time and we were talking about air guys earlier uh believe it or not i played a game i don't remember what the name is but it, it played similar to air guys's you're in this room everybody can fight each other it's uh akin to pit fighter like, if you remember how Pit Fighter was and how you could do Power Stone. Or Power Stone. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, Pit Fighter is the first thing I think of. But yeah, Power Stone, same thing, Eric, guys. Well, there was this game where uh, it was it was from the UK. Uh, had a. Had, it couldn't look. It, it had like some of the features like Pit Fighter. The characters kind of look realistic. It wasn't the greatest of graphics. But there was no way this game was making it over here. Uh, I think it was. Uh, was it? I think it was Thrill Kill. Thrill Kill. I think was the uh, game. I am actually going to look it up because I. I wanna, that sounds very much like Thrill Kill because you said it's, it's from the UK. So that's one that comes to mind. I know that one uh, was canceled because it, you know, it did went so over the top. For this, the time. It actually, it actually, it was, it was thorough kill. 1998 yeah. fighting game for Sony PlayStation. While the technical mm-hmm. feat of allowing four players to fight simultaneously in the same room was to be a major seller point, this was overshadowed by controversy surrounding the game's depiction of violence and sexual content. Yeah, so this was definitely the game. You want to know what's interesting though? When I went what's and go- Google this, you know what comes up? What comes up? BMX Triple X. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this was right. on BMX. PlayStation Two, and oh. the first, and of course, uh, PewDiePie did a video on this back in uh, 2015, uh, where he was like, "Your reward, titties." Oh my god! I remember this. <laughs> I remember. So apparently, they thought you know, with the extreme sports stuff that was going on at the time, from the late '90s going into the early 2000s, that and you know, mixing it with uh, with, with strippers, they thought that would be a great combination for a game. You know what? I think is really interesting. The platforms that this ended up on, but there's only one name that that really that made me do a double take. Oh yes, I remember that. Now we have PlayStation. We have PlayStation Two. We have yeah. Xbox, and then we have GameCube. Yeah, that was that was really, that was a shocker. Who, um, who fed who fed the cocaine to all the board members? Reggie, Reggie, you're no longer there, buddy. But if if, if hey, this is this is when Reggie probably came in. He was like, wait. 
I saw what you happened. Save that shit. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "You're that. not." He's like, "You're not going to do this with the Wii." But I know everybody's going to be like, "Well, the timeline, Reggie couldn't have been there." We're trying to be funny. Let's be funny. Let's be great. Anyway, <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, GameCube. Uh, like, I, really? That must have been. That must have been when they were just like fed up. Like, you know what? Wholesome games from now on. Forget this third party shit. This is not working. Well, remember, it was it was it was early in the GameCube's uh, run, so they were like getting their roster set. I think they were probably sold on the idea. Given, I mean, it was a claim at the time that was attached, and, and there were a few people of interest, particularly um, you know Dave Mira was attached. He's you know BMX um, BMX star. Like it was an idea at the time. It seemed like, oh well, we had some good players here, and, and they seemed to be convincing enough. Okay, let's do it. But obviously, the the controversy did not equal into cash. Did not equal into cash. Um, it only equaled into uh, you know the polar opposite. It was you know the game itself just wasn't that great at all. Yeah. And uh, you know graphically, uh, there's detection issues. There's there, there's kind of buggy. And then, um, oh man, then of course the news comes out about this game. Oh boy, you don't want little Timmy picking that up from the store. Don't want that. You know, that was my... Shopping at your local, uh, your your local at that point, what was it, Electronic Boutique EB Games at that time? You know, I, I, I can tell you that having worked for both GameStop yeah. uh, and Toys R Us... The conversations were always different between the two. And GameStop, GameStop, you can have this conversation. Hey, this is not meant for children. Tours of Us, I was dealing with soccer moms. Tell you the truth, I was dealing with soccer moms so much, I would love for a kid to be able to come in there and be like, look, I want this game. And they put it on the counter. And then I get to have that conversation with them and then eventually apparent about why they can't have the game. But, you know, that wasn't how it was going down in Toys R Us. Toys R Us, you were in the zone. It was always the soccer moms coming in and they they were shot while their child was in school. So child couldn't come in there and try to hoodwink anybody, couldn't hoodwink grandma into getting that game, uh, which we all seen a lot with GTA or anything that had an M rating. Uh, but is- yeah, it was true. always that's another one that technically went through the rating element too. It did, it, it, it did, it did, it did, and and that was the and that was the thing. And it was either a child trying to get the game and hoop winking their their poor grandma, grandfather. They don't know any different, or um, something happening where somebody decided to do something stupid and vile, and then want to blame it on GTA. And of course, you know, Rockstar having to having to deal with that because. That was always the thing. Hey, you know what? Worst case scenario, blame video games. And well, not even just Rockstar dealing with it, because I mean they're a company. They can, you know, that's one thing. But it, it it would have a ripple effect on the business itself and on stakeholders and fans yes. of it, because then we, you know, we as fans get accused of, you know, promoting, violence. you know, said delinquency, violence. Uh, they start shaping it. They start shaping contact, the demographic. All that stuff. Yeah, they start shaping yeah. the. They shape uh, their oppression of the demographic, um, which 
I'm looking here and BMX Triple X actually had an M rating. That didn't even had that didn't it didn't warrant an AO, but uh another title that I saw when I was looking these up. It warranted enough to get controversy though. Oh. It was People looked at this like really? Bike professional bike riders, strippers, what is this? <laughs> you know, somebody's cocaine fueled dream just came to light. Uh, <laughs> but then you know what there there was other titles of course there was uh hatred and I, I wanted to play hatred so much but when that came out and just the articles that surrounded and just the uh different people that were viewing the game and talking about it i was like oh the mindset you gotta be in to be able to play that it, it depends because I'm, um, I'm not so sure about that because i actually i actually got into some heated debates over hatred like before it came out I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow. 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 Ah. Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow. 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 Ah. Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. What's some old folks who don't are, are never going to play this game because a bunch of people who aren't going to play this game don't like it, it should just not exist. F all the people who actually want to play it, you don't like it. <laughs> and that was my whole point. I'm like, I'm not saying that violence is okay. I'm not saying that this game's like storyline is, 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 is like a Bible you should live like. No. What I'm saying is there's a market for everything. And you don't have to like the market. I mean, I mean, and then I'm talking about legal markets here. Legal markets, of course, nobody wants to. No, nobody, a lot of people aren't okay with that. But, and, including me. Um, but it's just like, yeah. So, maybe not ban the game because it's too violent. If it's too violent and you think it's bad, let the market decide whether or not it should be this. If you're not putting money towards it, guess what? You're helping your own cause just by ignoring the game. I that is a very valid. That's very valid. That's yeah. it. Hey. I think Godzilla just hit the nail on the head on that. No, nah, you know what? Um, and, and no, definitely. This controversy, I believe, that really surrounded uh, this one. At least my take was is it came out around the time where. 
uh, we had a spike in mass shootings um, where companies, of course, they're, they when you start making a game, you're not thinking about what's going to happen during your release. You know, you're like trying to work out the bugs. You're trying to make sure the game is polished. You're getting fans excited. And, of course, um, Hatred, they did a really good job in making a game that was going to, to start some controversy. And it received the AO, you know, AO rating. Uh, but also around that time, too, when you have a lot of, you know, people worried about mass shootings or, you know, lobbying for gun control, things of this nature. It becomes a political play that we see with video games all the time. And politicians are very quick to try and start that argument every single time. And it, it's it's. It actually got repeated, I think, um, not that long ago. I'm trying to remember who did it, but that was all of a sudden something that came up. It's like, matter of fact, I think Dummy in Office um, tried to blame video games. Like, when they have no recourse, the first thing they want to do is blame video games. Um, the fact that we even have these rating systems, you would think that people are smart enough to say, hey, you know what? I don't want my child playing this game because this obviously has an M rating. They shouldn't have it. And that's a parent who pays attention. But then you'll have parents who, oh, well, you know, my child knows better. And they'll get that child Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, something that really the child shouldn't be playing. But because they had this unique conversation with their child, about hey this stuff is real you shouldn't do this this suddenly makes it okay to go buy them something that is not that not for them they're not the intended audience so it's like who do you blame at that point you know can't blame the video game companies no you you can't blame the companies but at the same time there's there's always that that um that balance there that it's this sort of equilibrium that we're trying to to, to Get. And that's the whole personal responsibility and corporate social responsibility. The the companies have a right to, you know, as far as like their their duty is well one, their duty is of course is to make money. Their other end of that, the corporate social responsibility is just okay, you're putting out a game, put a rating on it. So let people know what it is they're buying. Then it's up to the personal responsibility of people buying it. If not, you know, children themselves buying it, of course, their parents, then it's up to the parents or guardians to really, you know, be assertive in that and to look at, you know, those things, look at the ratings and look at, you know, the games to preview them and, and really take an interest in that element to, to, to better help their their children in that respect um and it relates to the politicians being involved i mean i mean that's the whole thing the old saying goes uh so is heavy the, the head that wears the crown and for gaming gaming gets uh, video gaming gets a lot of attention a lot of appeal across all different platforms all different spectrums of the demographic young, old, celebrities, normal people. It gets all the attention and buzz and appeal and some of these 
things become movies and they become part of the cultural ether, such as Final Fantasy, such as Street Fighter. So it's going to bring that attention. You're going to get that kind of attention. People are going to be gunning for you. Politicians, influencers, anybody that wants to make a name for themselves. And that's, and the industry has had to face that for years now. And that's going to be a thing as long as the video game industry is, is mainstream and you have big titles that make big money, they garner this appeal across the board, you're going to have that. But there's a balance that's supposed to be there between the companies just adhering to respective ratings across the board, whether to ESRB, Pharaoh, uh, even um, uh, Peggy in Europe. Um, and, and, and it's up to that part and just a part of people being at least, you know, at least on an average spectrum knowledgeable. So that to be a genius at this, but just at least know that these things are rated for a reason. They're rated a particular thing for a reason. Uh, now, mind you, it's not perfect. And there have been some games that have, you know, been rated little differently in spots. This is also why, you know, you have to take that assertive route. And that sounds, I know uh, Filthy Casual and I had a conversation about that like a while ago when it came to um, some of the other uh, video games that were rated, um, you know, up there because of their, their content, uh, whether it's with Cheesecake or what have you, that really it, it's up to those, if, it's up to the, the, to the parent of, of children, especially those that are going to try to get a hold of the game. It's up to the parents to be responsible and and take um, an interest in their child outside of just you know throwing money at them. And that sounds very that sounds very mean spirited to say that, but I think you know before I let my child you know fool me into buying you know, the next uh, brutal slasher game, before I make that decision, I'd sooner play that game myself to see what my child's going to be experiencing before I ever let him touch it. That's, well, that's being a parent. Like, you know, and I, I'm sorry to say that because it sounds very mean and I, and I get everyone has a life to live in that regard. I understand that. But I'm just saying, as, as much as some people can take interest in other things you can take interest there especially when it comes to the most important thing and it's like no I'm not saying for for those people to get into video games I'm saying to get into the interest of your child get into the interest of you know of developing you know something for your child as opposed to putting on more stringent policies because outside of the ESRB and all of these rating boards it forces the, the main companies, particularly like Sony, to uh, implement fierce policies that make the developers rethink their vision across the board. So then, much similar to what Fudgezilla stated, you, you don't get the, 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 the really out-of-the-box, visceral stuff like hatred. Because, oh, we can't do that. That's too fierce because policy says so. We can't do that because policy says so. And that reinforced element comes from just, you know, a lack of interest in that 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 imbalance. Because corporate is doing their part. 
it's up to the consumer to do theirs, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and you know, I think when we are playing uh, video games, a lot of us already are ahead of the game in terms of knowing what's appropriate for children and what isn't. And if you yourself are a gamer, you're 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 definitely you know in touch with what's going on versus the parent who's like, well, I just buy this for my child. I really don't play with them or you know watch them. And I think that honestly, you should be involved. You know, and you have a lot of you have a lot of parents that they do play games with their kids. They look at Nintendo. You know, it's a lot of a lot of games that families will sit around and play on nintendo's you know systems and same thing for both playstation and xbox so even if you're not a gamer yourself of course anyone listen to this podcast obviously i like video games but even if you feel like you're falling out of it if your child is into them pay attention no and and of course do the do the right thing and this is not to, you know, uh, put down anybody's parenting skills. If you honestly are going to get a game that you know your child shouldn't be playing, you need to be with them there when they're playing it. If you really feel like it's harmless for them to play it, better be there because there's suggestive things, you know. Uh, me personally, I think as we go into a new console generation, and this segues into our next topic. Uh, we're going to see a lot more indie games being developed. And there are going to be those who decide that they want to push the they want to push and raise the bar. We're seeing that now. So I would hope we get more of those games. And I'd hope that Sony and Microsoft and even Nintendo are welcoming because indie developers are definitely doing some amazing things with video games matter of fact um tiny build is uh one of my favorite uh developers they're responsible for the game graveyard keeper which is a uh dark simulation game is it's basically a simulation game it's imagine um ah jeez trying to think imagine harvest moon and you take a really dark turn so instead of just farming you're also creating zombies and getting them to work for you and to do all your jobs so you can go be a pastor at your church because you maintain the church that is right next to your graveyard. I actually know that church is literally in the graveyard. And every single Sunday you give a sermon. And in the basement of that church, you have a whole laboratory that's connected to the morgue where... Uh, you dissect corpses and eventually turn them into zombies that work for you. Yeah, free labor. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a lot to that game, but they made that game. They also have one called Streets of Rogue, which is a procedurally generated game. You can create your own character. They even allow you to cheat in it if you feel like it, but you don't get to unlock other classes. But one of my favorite things about the game is that it's procedurally generated and every single level you're given missions and how you choose to complete them is up to you if you want to be a hacker you can be a hacker and you can hack into computers 
you know, either trip alarms or deactivate the system so you can sneak in there, steal whatever item you need or use the security features to actually kill off your enemies so you can complete your job. Or you can just go in there with a be a soldier and you can just shoot everything up. You can be stealthy, you can go in there loud, whatever you decide to do. And that's one of my favorite games which is actually available on both PlayStation Switch and I want to say Xbox as well. So I'm hoping that we keep this level of creativity going and we get a lot more awesome games because honestly, I think this year I've probably spent a lot on indie games, a lot more than I normally do. I'm not mad at that. One of my favorite companies is um, that great game company. And I want to make sure I got their name right, but they're responsible for games like Flower. They're responsible for the game Journey which is one of my big favorites uh, from the, like from 2012. That was one of my favorite games. And yeah, and it was by that game company. You know, who they also did their first mobile game last year, I want to say, uh, where it's a game you can play with other players. And I hate mobile games, but as beautiful as Sky looked, I had to get it. So... I'm really hoping we see more of this. Definitely so. Uh, as you stated, um, you know the indie scene has grown, and I mean part of that is the um, the vision to um, you know yearning to push the envelope, and even for going in with uh, a rating system or so, they their creative element. Um, you know, it, it's going to be pushed to a particular uh, boundary because they, they want to stand out from the curve. Hopefully we do get more, you know, material like that. Um, you know, a few things from a little studio called Sukiban uh, uh, Games, which uh, created one of my favorite indie titles uh, that I'm playing called uh, Valhalla, Valhalla uh, Cyber Bartender Action. It's pretty much a simulator... Uh, similar to games like Snatcher back in the day. So it pretty much plays out a narrative. And You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And... Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It can affect people's lives by what you serve them at the bar. So it's pretty engaging. Uh, material. It's not bad at all. You, you get to have some pretty funny dialogue in the midst of it. Um, and the fact that this was allowed and, and has been around really since the, uh, this game has been around really since the, it was one of the last titles, I believe, for the Vita. 
um, before the transition uh, to now the Switch and, and PS4. And apparently it's done so well that it is getting a sequel. But part of that is uh, that balance with, you know, the ratings, uh, the rating, not just the rating scores, but even just, you know, policy with uh, the console developers. Uh, of course, when in doubt, you can always go to PC. But, you know, that, that varies per person. And only you can uh, really determine your own experience, what you like to enjoy. Uh, but those are some of my thoughts as it relates to... Uh, some of the uh, indie titles, which have been growing as a thing, and it will continue because uh, you need a new era. At the same time, that that era also needs support, and that comes from you know a balance between the fans and a balance between you know policy and you know creative. You know that's just it. And the market ultimately it goes back to what Priscilla said: the market determines determines what's good and what's not good. Yeah. Well, I won't say well, not what's good and what's not good, more like what they want and what they don't want. Because there are some uh, markets that that are pretty trash that are very that that can be popular. And uh, you're, you're not, not, you're not, wrong. you're not. But, you know, look look no further than the actual black market. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, this exists, but it really, really. And oh yeah, there's people a agree with it, and people agree with this non-existence to the point that we make laws around getting keeping it away from society. It's like, no, we, we don't want that. No, we, we don't. We do not. So just to so really to to rephrase my uh, some of my statement here, it it's really going to be determined on people. People have to decide what's good for them, and uh, the era of gaming that we're going into now, especially the transitional period into a new console era. They have to decide what's yeah. good for, for themselves. And that's as the long individual. As not, yeah, and I think it's like, as long as it's not hurting anybody, I think you should try to push your creativity to the limits. Um, I mean, there are some people who make a lot of money off of shock value material. The, the, the shock value stuff is, there's a market for that. You know, Look no further than like you know. You know I'm not even going to use that example. That was that that, that movie's gross. How is there three of them? That that how is there three of three of that gross movie? How? Anyway, sorry. Many ranks, many ranks. No, but yeah, but just to to, to kind of just bring it home, the rating systems are fine, but people just have to decide themselves at, at, at the end of the day because. I mean, ultimately, it's going to be your experience, your game experience, your child's gaming experience. You have to decide what's good for them, and beyond the rating board, and beyond the the console makers, and beyond the the influencers and politicians and everyone they're in, you have to decide yourself what's good for you. Uh, I know some people who are not capable of doing that. Like. You know, because we, you know, we've all met that one person who's like, this thing is totally good for me. And everyone's like, that thing's going to totally kill you. We do uh, know people I mean, like 
ideas work with most people some of them don't um, there may be like a niche group willing to pay top dollar for that type of material you never know until you put it out there but um, hey it, that's that's basically what the market is it's like hey if you have loyal buyers for this thing then you can make money off this thing and you know, as long as as long as we as, as long as what you're putting out there isn't you know illegal, then you know go for it. But if it's just like this is too shocking, like ah, I mean, I mean, for me, it's just like you know that movie trilogy that I will not name. Um, it's one of those things. Where it's just like I think that thing was totally gross. It was super. I mean, if it was shock value, it freaking worked. <laughs> that was shocking. But it was shocking purely because it was gross. Um, but you know, you know, they they they, they made enough to make some films. right? So but all those shows were rated. But all those shows were rated. All of them were rated a particular rating by the, the by the movie board, and yeah. you know, right. so it never, you know, you didn't have to worry about oh, little Timmy seeing this because oh, it's gruesome. Like you have a movie board. People like that's what shocked me. Yeah, but and here's the thing: it's, sad. it's sneaking the movies though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you're right. I mean it's still like a grotesque thing, but you know, when you look at it in film, people look at film a little differently. Like, oh well, that's a movie, so I'm, I'm not taking my kids to see that. Like, okay, well you understand not to take your your child to like a scary movie like that, but. You know what? You know what the difference is? I think because parents are in 
at least we were talking about that generation. Right. They're into movies, so they know what movies they know what movies not to let you know what movies to avoid uh, having their children see. But they don't play video games. They don't care about video games. They want nothing to do about video games. So how can they monitor anything? Why? That's where you have the SRB. You have the back of the label. Those letters. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, because the fact of the matter is, like, they, they, they can, like, listen, they can walk in with, like, a, with, with, like, a video game where on the case, there's, like, I don't know, like, the, those, like, it's like that bikini samurai zombie hunters thing or whatever. Where it's yeah. just like, this, like, where it's just like, you know, I think any parent would look at that and say, that does not look like something my child should be playing. Yeah. Um, it's, and, and the thing is, it's like, what I'm saying is, most of the time, the cover art is super obvious. Oh, yeah. And yet, kids are still ending up with copies of some of these games. It's like Grand Theft Auto. It's like the name of the game is a fucking, uh, it's a crime. Um, I don't think you're going to be playing hopscotch in this game. Like, <laughs> I don't think there's a princess to save in uh, in, in, in San Andreas. I don't. I don't think so. Oh my god! Like no, we don't use warp pipes. We use weaponized vehicles. Like, <laughs> like you know, but 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 there were there. I mean, shoot, like um, some some of our former members who used to work at GameStop and tell stories about like. 10 year olds getting copies of Grand Theft Auto and their parents are buying it like <laughs> and, and like some of the parents had, had to be told it was like basically if you were a parent back then and you never bought your kids games from GameStop and you had nothing to do with video games you may have bought your child a mature game games and wow because if you go to Best Buy, that's no different. Like, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, back then, it wasn't like they just didn't care. It was just like they weren't like the the employees weren't like made to be super aware of some of those ratings. But every time someone went to like GameStop, it was just like it was a really you get fired if you like if some ten year old got a copy of like you know um, Super Hooker Zombie Killers. <laughs> Like, you know, it's just like, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's like, yeah, you can find yourself a 10 year old that copy, copy of that game. Like, it didn't, it doesn't matter if his mom said it was okay and stuff like that. They're like, yeah, um, I'm pretty yeah, sure someone got fired by doing this job at some point. They're like, yeah, you, you weren't supposed to sell that game, but the mom was right there and I told her everything about the game and she said, okay, and then literally brought it back the same game and said, you never said this. Oh my goodness. Now, I'll have you know, Oni Chimbara is a fun game, but it should not be played by children. You know, Amy, I've, I've never been in a GameStop or any game store where, and thankfully, never see this happen, uh, where a child sees Sinrad Kurgan picks it up. And if anybody listening has seen that, and I uh, got a story to tell. I want to hear it because um, after playing Sin Rancurgan, becoming a, a fan of that game, admittedly, um, yeah, yeah, you, that's not a, a game for for kids. Don't don't let the don't let the cute anime girls fool you. 
Don't don't do it. Don't don't yeah, do it. Is, it's, it's, oh my goodness! It's, don't it's do bringing it. Bringing back memories. It's, it's just bringing back memories of. Uh, I, I remember talking to someone who like a Comcast at a point. This is way back, and at that point, Comcast was goodness. Yeah, it was transition. It transitioned from BC Cable to Comcast. And I remember the conversation going, uh, "Ma'am, I don't know what is. I don't know what an icky two sand is." But what is it doing on my American Express, and why is there like twenty five of it? Because apparently, wow. um, this guy's a kid. Apparently, he's an anime fan. He's into Iki Tosan, and at that time, it was the on demand. So he charged. He took the card and started charging to see the episode. <laughs> and the parent didn't know. He didn't know what Iki Tosan was. <laughs> He knew it showed up a few times on his car. I, I really hope he watched the whole first episode before going. Like, because I just want him like, what the blankety blank blank did you know post for on my account? Like, what is this? It's not even charged. Like, why is this chick fighting everybody and why won't her boots stop moving? Like, right, where's her clothes? Where are her clothes? But like why? Everybody, everybody, like, 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 these are high school chicks. Why are they getting naked all the time? It shouldn't even be illegal. Like, <laughs> like so many questions. Oh my goodness! And the, and I'm sure somebody got fired over Oni Chimbara, uh, a few others, dead or alive. I imagine a couple got fired, dead or alive. And that came out. I imagine it's a fighting game. I don't think anybody got fired. Jiggle fit, not cool. Jiggle physics. But I, mean, I don't think anybody got fired. I think people got promoted and made bank. Like, <laughs> I, or Alive is like, listen, there's a reason there's a Better Alive chick, okay? Like, it is something right. <laughs> like, there, there, there's a reason why there's like six of those damn things and like, you know, um, very few of others. Well, my, like, you, actually, you know, you rated the show appropriately, though. Mature. This is rated, yeah. rated mature. Yeah. You know, they, they did their part. You know, the fans did their part in buying it, supporting it. But, I mean, that's the way that goes sometimes. But then you'll see stuff like Soul Calibur, uh, particularly like Soul Calibur 6. You'll have um, particular characters portrayed in a way like you have like the masculine characters, obviously, like Maxi and a couple others. And after you fight them, and, you know, the armor rips. So you get like full body deal. Um, you know, see the packs, everything. For the ladies, like, you know, corsets and everything, like Sophia, who's busty, when you fight her, you know, the corset tears. So her boobs apparently just, like, go down because, you know, gravity. But it's very, it's not, it's not crazy about it. It actually handles it in a very solid deal. It's actually quite interesting. Uh, the Harvester, uh, you know, actually pointed this out to me. And I was like, wow. Yeah, you're right. They, they actually went into, like, painstaking detail to make the characters kind of, you know, realistic in that regard. And yet, out of all that, a teen rating. Teen did, because Soul Calibur 6 is T for teen. Plus, good. What do you think? It's T for T. 
You know how many horny 15-year-old boys are going to be harassing their parents to get their hands on that game? Not only does it have everything, all their basic needs, like, it's basically saying, they're basically having to, hey, your kid is allowed to buy this thing, so there's no pushback. Aww. You can't get that with a rate of mature game. They ain't slick. They know what they're doing. (laughs) And to be honest, I don't really care, because I'm like, you know, get your money. Hey. It, hey, hey, I mean, I like playing Battle Royale 6 because I like the game mechanics. That's not the only reason, and it may or may not be another reason, but all I'm saying is, let them have their fighting game. I mean, sure, it's not like they don't have to order anything. <laughs> you don't even need it. You don't even need to make an. You don't even need to make an account, man. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, hey, you know. Um, that that's i mean i mean and, and you know most of the games that you know come out that the companies are thinking they're going to be risque they they come out they make a whole lot of money and the controversy just helps sells it because somebody gets mad they argue about it on social media then a publication turns around and writes about it other publications follow suit and while there are people fussing about it there's the target demographic that the game was meant for who discovers it because of these articles and suddenly we got digital downloads and physical copies walking out of store um i I remember um what was it it was uh dragon's crown and i looked forward to dragon's crown that sounds great Dragon Crown is great. I and I couldn't wait to play it. And of course, one of the first complaints was about the sorceress. And when she runs, you know, the boob physics, you know, jiggle physics is off the, the charts. It's dead or alive jiggle physics, you know? She is That's what the she, sorceress. Yeah, the so yeah, yeah. Sorceress was breaking all types of uh physics laws. And of course, somebody had something to say about it. So that's when the creator responded, like, you know, getting in this petty bag, you know what? I should just go make a boobs bigger. <laughs> right. You know, there's been quite a few did that actually in response. There's been a there's been a, a surge of that because uh, though that happened there, that certainly happened for King of Fighters uh, 14 with uh, with Angel because uh, the complaint was, oh well. You guys are sexualizing this character whose original base was a cheesecake character. So why are you still giving us more cheesecake? And so the developer was like, yeah, you're right. We're not giving you enough cheesecake. So they, they made Angel Soup bigger. <laughs> you know what's funny? They basically was like, listen, no bit too much cheesecake for me. I'm going to need to do something else. And was like, I got you, bro. Just step in this limo. I'll take you someplace nice. Put this blindfold on. <laughs> we got the fries for you. Because we, we heard your request for no more cheesecake. All right, take off your blindfold. And he takes it off. He's staring at the cheesecake factory. <laughs> so. The SMK, the SMK just feeds off. So, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so since we're talking since we're, we're well, talk- uh, well where Angel is the hostess <laughs> since, since we're talking about uh, cheesecake and ratings uh, this yes. is a small little segment we're going to we're saving it for our episode which hopefully we get recorded uh, later this month but for those of you familiar with Dragon's Quest. Dragon Quest, excuse me, Dragon Quest. I was like, Dragon's Quest. No, Dragon Quest had a long-running um, joke, which was known as Puff Puff. All right? So, for those of you who are not familiar with Puff Puff, the series has included live comedy uh, innuendos in its dialogue, which is only amplified by the exaggerated British accents of seemingly every character with a voice actor. Uh, one of the recurrent aspects of Dragon Quest series is the Puff Puff, which is something that is offered to the party by beautiful women of ill repute as being as of uh, hold up, as well as being an action that female adventurers can use to beguile enemy monsters into, you know, chilling out and basically being uh, mesmerized by them. And then it tends to evolve with the in character posing with their chest thrust forward. Now, thegamer.com did a, a really great uh, article about this. And what got me into wondering about Puff Puff was I got Dragon's Quest 11 on the Switch, right? Right. And I start playing the game, and I go into this one town, and there's this woman in the bunny costume, and she was like, hey, would you like a Puff Puff? Now, at first, I was thinking Puff Puff. Wait, so so you can, you can get high? You can smoke weed? So that's what that's what I'm kind of wondering what it is. But then I'm looking at Actually, the costume. that would be a puff puff pass. Well, hold on, hold on, no, because you're by yourself. You're not with the crew, so it's no pass. You know, unless she takes a toke first, and she's not taking the toke. And she's like, hey, you want to, like, puff puff? I mean, she could have, now, you're right, maybe, you know, puff puff pass, but she's like, puff puff. <laughs> It could be a funny, it could be a funny word they joke with him, like, just turning down, like, yeah, I want Puff Puff. Well, it's, the, the thing about it is, the, the joke actually is, um, the Puff Puff isn't, uh, weed, alright, so, of course, like we said. I know it's bad, but I'm just joking. Oh, no, no, you're fine, man. I, I, listen, I, I honestly would've, I honestly would've got a kick out of that, uh, but, of course, uh, just as much, the Puff Puffs in the Dragon's Quest series, uh, as uh, the article states, is likely to be one of Akira Toriyama's contributions to the franchise. Akira Toriyama had, uh, has been a character designer on the series since its creation aspects that appeared in his Dragon Ball manga, which would also make their way into Dragon's Quest, such as the bunny girl outfits that made their way into almost every game, which is very much true. The first person to offer a puff puff was Oolong from Dragon Ball, who was a shape-shifted, uh, shape-shifting as Bloma when he offered, uh, he was offered to, um, offered one to master roshi and puff puff is essentially act of a woman massaging another person's face with her breast though the true nature of the act is only ever hinted in a dragon's quest now the thing is they ended up censoring uh censoring this all right and of course 
the scenes were usually changed with the exception of of one of the dragon quest games on the nintendo entertainment system which had a woman offering puff puff therapy but that had no sexual connotations to it now of course they changed it up all over time where you'd have a makeup session in fact i know in dragon quest 11 you know you you ask for puff puff and you keep going eventually until puff puff is pushing you over a cliff and you got a rope tied to your legs and you're basically bungee jumping so uh, <laughs> you don't you don't want to just ask for a uh, puff puff it is definitely yeah, ask for puff puff and get dump dump <laughs> yeah yeah but see there's another there's another thing though as far as the censorship where um if you actually ask for puff puff or i want to say yeah if you ask for puff puff there's this whole thing where they say they don't have any more tomatoes i'm trying to remember the exact quote um but i thought that was actually one of the more interesting uh senses ever and to tell you the truth as hilarious as they they made it i think anything that would be uh different or would be actual would be probably a disappointment but with ratings these days and mature titles puff puff now is never actually going to be an actual puff puff where you're going to get the cutscene and it's going to be the titty massaging i don't think that's going to ever I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, you know, if it uh, well, if it does, it, it doesn't sound very appropriate anyway. So. Well, I I'm well, just, hold, on, hold on, hold on, because listen, GTA, GTA, GTA allows you to get some puff puff. Yeah, that's kind of what got uh, the controversy. That's what caused the confusion with the rating with uh, San Andreas was the uh, the puff puff deal. Um, now uh, that was in San Andreas uh, didn't just have the puff. Well, if we're um, they had hot coffee, they did. Yeah, they yeah, had I was going to I was going to say yeah they did they were they were different. They were uh, they were offering you uh, hot coffee. They had to take that. They had to they had to block that in the game to keep the mature rating from going to AO. Yeah. A lot of money. I actually have a PS2 copy that was blocked, like because, like, I, I think after a while they stopped, like they took it all, they took it out of the game completely. After yeah. a while, but I had though I had like the first release copy, so if someone were so inclined, they could like hack the, you know, basically do do some sort of a probably um I forgot what you call that thing um. I think it's like an instant replay for the for the PS2 to get to the hot copy block on oh, in wow. the game. Because um, like, because I learned that when I tried to trade it in a GameStop, they're like, "You literally can't take this." I was like, "Why not?" And they're like, "Because that's the original. That's one of the original ones that came out that has the hot copy on there." And I'm like, "But like, who's gonna access it?" He's like, "Yeah, if you have a like action replay or a game shark or something like that, you can do it with the PS2 copy." I was like, "Oh, I did not know that." You know, that explains everything. But it all, all of this comes down to choices, though. I mean, technically, we're getting ready for what? Final Fantasy VII's remake. And they, there was a concern whether they were going to keep the, uh, 
they were going to keep certain scenes in it, like the, the stuff with, um, with Cloud and apparently a lot of attractive men. Like, that is still in there. They're still keeping true to the source material. So, I mean, all the all the really going is fleshing out all of the polygon things that we got back in the nineties, right? So, I mean, you no, know, and, and people tried to make us think about that, like, oh, this, you know, like, oh, why are they doing this and doing that? It's the source material. I mean, at least they're That's trying. That's the wrong Right. What's this? Um. Okay, so they I didn't remake like, it the way like, you wanted specifically. Like, I'm sorry, I thought their job was to entertain masses, not entertain you know one one particular asshole with a different opinion. Like, come on. You're right. I mean, but all of these things, whether it's about you know games with violence, with cheesecake, with you know content that ranges from E to A or, you know, A to Z. Um, it all comes down to an informed decision. And that varies per person. You know, it's, it's and you not, have to realize who the target audience is, too. No, totally. You have to realize the target audience and, and people within that target audience just have to be smart about their decisions. That's just it. You gotta be smart about it. Um, and you can't blame the majority for, you know, just, you can't blame the majority for, for a couple of bad eggs because, you know, your son or daughter talked you into buying a game that, uh, not age appropriate. And you get upset and you want to put everybody that's involved in, Games from you know the stores to the fans on blast for promoting this, this, and this. Um, you know that to me comes down to an, an informed decision from the very beginning. Yeah, you know personal responsibility. And and that's the that's the thing. Um, I feel at this point, parents don't have any excuse honestly they didn't have an excuse back in back in the 90s when these ratings first surfaced um so for a parent to try and blame video game company uh or retailers for their child getting their hands on a game it's like well listen either somebody you know bought it or the child had enough money to go get it Either way, this is when you need to start paying attention. And any retailer, and also to harken to uh, what Fudge was talking about earlier, um, anyone that's selling a game, especially if you go to... Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 
Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. GameStop, you already know you're supposed to tell someone, yeah, hey, this game isn't, you know, age appropriate for your child. It's just not. And you have people who actually, of course, break that rule. And that was companies that they are there. They have employees that are thinking about a million other things. So, like, you go into a Walmart, you go into a Best Buy, you're probably going to get over. Now, if that person that's checking out the the, the child is, you know, a parent themselves is just smart enough, you know, they're going to look and say, like, yeah, I can't sell this to you. You're going to have to bring a parent. It's just what it is. But you have parents that, they don't care, you know, and we have listeners who they are parents. They already know. Y'all already know what the deal is. Um, and I've, I, it's it's just an unfortunate thing because it comes down to either parents trusting their children. And then, of course, these games get in the hands of kids and then eventually kids, friends come over, play the game or or watch it. However, or um, not even a situation where the. Um, child has access to the game because their parent bought it for him. It could be an older brother or sister. I can't tell you how many times I told my god brother he couldn't play a game I had on my PlayStation. Like, I think I had one game that he could play. One. And that was Pocket Fighter. That was it. Everything else? No. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, really, it, it really comes down to parents having to do better. Pay attention to the rating systems. Know what they mean. And if you have a hard time finding something for your child, then Nintendo is your best friend. That's really that's really how I look at it. Uh, playing Animal Crossing, dude. We won't talk about the horrible things that some of people like to create in Animal Crossing. You know who you well, that, are. That, that's that's going to be for the next episode. Uh, next episode. I, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> now, there's a lot of stuff out there because we we be here all we, we be here for a while. Oh uh, man, get into that, man. Quite a bit. I, I I've seen some of that stuff. You know, I remember when the pocket game came out and just some of the things that people were making, like cults. People were making uh, their camp into a cult. Uh, some people playing New Horizon made their basement of their house into a sex dungeon. Uh yeah, yeah, there, there's, oh boy. And then it doesn't help that you can use the app to take a picture, uh, use QR codes and, you know, of course, create a picture, upload it, use a QR code to put it in the game. Uh, just to give y'all kind of an idea, uh, one of the paintings uh, that was hanging on the wall in my house in Animal Crossing, my character had a Doja Cat hanging on the wall tasteful picture it was the one from her you know i'm a cow that video um i also had dude who did the prayer hands at magic the gathering he always had somebody's ass crack you know off to the side you know so if i'm doing these things okay you can only imagine when some people are trying to stand into their game and it's out there google it folks because we're definitely not going to talk about it oh man (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i guess that's the psa for the night you know be better consumers 
And um, I guess stop getting mad about little things like clothing changes on the character. I don't know. I get mad whatever I want. Yeah, well, you know what? You know, hey, I, 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 said, I, I said it earlier. Say again. I hate clouds. Yeah, oh. I hate clouds. Oh gosh, gosh! Look, I look. yell at clouds every chance I can. This, 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 we are not going to, we are not accepting the slander on the show, sir. Still, still in hot water for the, the shish kebab. Uh, uh, I'm a, oh, I'm not talking. No, I'm not talking about that cloud. I'm wild. The white fluffy things in the sky make me mad. Oh, saying that, so I make a point that. I hate, like, cause I, I'm making the point that I can get mad at whatever I feel like. So if I feel like being mad at clouds, I'm being mad at clouds and hate them. Until I'm, I feel I'm, like not hating them anymore. I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad that puff puff don't mean titties rubbed in the face. I mean, is is that's what it could be? But you know, my character. Why does that upset you now? Uh, well, because <laughs> I thought about it. My hero went and saved the world. Went back in time. It did a whole lot of stuff. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who's playing, who wants to play Dragon Quest 11. But look, the hero does a lot, okay? And I think you know, Puff Puff is 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 a good is a good uh, way to reward said saving of said world. But uh, that's that's just me. it doesn't work that way in video games. We we've all played through Super Mario Brothers. We know how that goes. Listen, Mario's a chump. You gotta at least you gotta you gotta survive at least four different games to get a tip on the chip. So what you're asking for, sir, is a lot of sequels, a lot of levels, a lot of BS. You really think it's worth all that? Hold on, Dragon Quest Eleven. You go through a lot of BS. So yeah, 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 yeah. I I want it, and that's the hill I'm the down on. I don't want. I don't want to go in details because I want to spoil the game. Uh, one of our members I know was still playing it, so that's that's there. But trust me, you go through a lot of BS on that game. So, yeah, I think the hero, at least in that game, I think he deserves Puff Puff. I mean, the real Puff Puff. I'm about to say like, like is that? Uh, I can. I don't want. I don't want y'all technical with it. Or do I? Okay, let's go into it. I'm kidding. That is definitely not. That is a cheesecake discussion. I'm not involved. Well, I did actually, um, real quick. So, the original censor for Dragon's Quest when it came to Puff Puff was I have no more tomatoes. That's how they censored it. I have no uh, more tomatoes. Really? Oh, no more tomatoes. So, yeah, well, no, we're, oh, listen, we're going to make that cannon right next to Pachinko money. That's going to be a thing on the show, Chris. When we have nothing else to say, <laughs> we have we're going to have to say we have no more tomatoes. Wouldn't, we, wouldn't it, actually, no, no. Actually, wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been like more hilarious to say I have no more cantaloupes? To kind of take a jab at the fact that the joke was censored. And well, diehard fans are gonna are gonna go with the the tomatoes part because now it's just a tradition thing. Like people were happy just that. So here's the thing: they actually censored Puff Puff to where it was wow. no more tomatoes. So uh, people are happy that now it's just 
hey, you want to puff puff? Instead of you go talk to the bunny characters, no, I have no more tomatoes. Oh, my God. See? Okay. So people were happy with that little bit of change. Oh, yeah, well, it's content. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's a detail that some of the more, you know, core fans felt passionately about. Like, they're just super passionate about, like, the, the like detail. Like Jill. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Jill. It, it, like Jill. Like, even though the game is fine, but it's that little detail that, you know, affects the authenticity. But at the same time, too, this also kind of goes into the whole thing of remake. The remakes are good for modern day stuff for the graphics and the showcase. But the remakes, very few of them ever replace the original. Because in truth, and I'll, I'll say this, the best remake, especially for Resident Evil, is the first game. Because the first game was done beat for beat. Just with modern graphics. The, you know, the traditional style is in, but it looks gorgeous. And mind you, that was made quite some time ago. That was made back on the GameCube, this remake. That was 2003? 2004? And it still looks great. It was made to last. So good. And it's true to the character and it's true to the, to the original game. You know, it just obviously you just don't have as many polygons you have to go through. You actually have smooth graphics. You know, they look like people. The zombies look like, you know, Zombies, not just squibs on a, on a board. But, you know, the details are all right. You know, and, you know, that's just the thing. It, it is that detail that, you know, affects that. Um, you know, at the same time, it uh, depends on what you're, you're into. If you're in for the details at this point, you know, and even for some, um, you know, stick to the original stuff. Um, if they can't get it right. Or, you know, I guess at this point, if they're going to, you know, make a fuss about it, I guess they're going to have to do something. Um, you know, maybe they'll actually have to... It'll be hilarious if Capcom has to go back and, like, literally do an update and say, okay, let's put the skirt in. But how are we going to handle, like, the shot there? Like, you can't... You don't really want to do panty shots, because that's... Mm, but... How do we do this? I guess we use shorts, kind of like uh, like uh, Fabiola from Black Lagoon. We kind of use that spot, like oh, it's, it looks like it's a skirt. No, no, it's actually shorts. Could use that. That could be, mm. yeah. You know, like tights underneath. Rather, you use like tights underneath, and that could balance the curve. But we know where some of that fan base is coming from, though. We know where some of that base is. Some of it. And then there's others that is, you know, the authenticity of it, too. So I can I can understand it, but at the same time, I became a fan between three and four. So gameplay-wise, I'm, I'm already there. So, yeah. Hmm. You know what? That's... 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 That is going to be a, a, another conversation because... Um, Indeed. I, f- I feel I feel I feel we we need to talk a bit about uh, the stuff lately that's got gamers up in arms and a lot of it a lot of it will is those small changes that you know companies make to flow with the times and um, other times it's because 
the company that really can say yeah nerd to the game coming out are the ones that's making that um that decision you know so it's always it's always this this uh conversation about a title coming out and a company deciding hey we're going to patch this we're going to do this different or we release character art and now people are pissed about it so, of course you know because, i mean well, the problem is there's there's so many avenues we can get into that and i'm looking forward to doing that because yeah. i've i've got some opinions on that well yeah that ring. well we, we we've talked about it we all three of us have t- uh, talked about it great length i think we in a way we we really did segue into the with this episode into that conversation so yeah. i think uh if if we didn't talk about it enough you know this episode definitely stay tuned folks because we'll get into it matter of fact um there's a couple of things that have happened yeah, yeah. Like I, said, I'm, there's been a couple. I'm, I'm thinking with near that was near didn't get any controversy but i I'll never it's forget. hilarious that it didn't, but it's still it's an awesome game though. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and I I still think about. I was like, wait, I have to do what? <laughs> I was like, I, I really have to angle the camera. I was like, oh well, all right, let me get this trophy right quick. And I felt dirty. <laughs> I was like, really, dude? But hey, yo, hey, Yoko Taro didn't feel dirty when he made Nier. Why should you feel bad? <laughs> uh, well, look, I I was playing uh, Senran, so. As far as I'm concerned, I can't really talk. And if we want to talk about Yakuza Zero, well, you know my PSN profile, uh, the back. Oh yeah, I do. That's, yeah. that's a fun one, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you folks will never get to see it. Sorry. <laughs> you like, never? like, <laughs> sorry, like. Uh, but you know what? Just, just if you're wondering, well, if you play Yakuza Zero and you are collecting those cards. And watching those videos, actually, I don't think I got it from. Was it Yakuza Zero I got that one from? Um, I have to look back. I have to look at our messages, Chris, because I know I was seeing you tons of screenshots from the videos. Yeah, and, I think it's a few of those. Yeah, I yeah. I had a couple favorites. I had a couple favorites, and no, there. I can tell. One of them. One of I. Well, a few of the models, but one in particular, she's on she's on Instagram. So you know, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course, there's the one guy who's always in his underwear, and you talk to him, and he's always searching for those cards. I still haven't found them all, so you know, oh, I, I still want catch them all, man. Hey, catch them all. Hey, I still want to see how long it would take me to spend all that money uh, in the in the little video spot when you carry you sitting there watching all those videos. I got thirty. I got over thirty billion yen to burn. I might just sit there and you know, just watch a bunch of videos and see how long it's going to take me to get through all that money. Like, yeah, Kiryu spends all his money in, in the in the porn shop. Well, this is, well. Speaking of which, because you you made your your narrative in this, uh, I believe we do actually have a a plan set, uh, you know, to look into the history of uh, that lovely series. So, actually, look at Yakuza. You know, as a result, we we had some fanfare, which we thank you, everyone, for uh, your your listenership. That, uh, Dude, we, we didn't have, even we didn't even say any of that, but 
<laughs> but I mean, typically, we, we did like the Sega episode. Yeah, and yeah. I know there's been a demand to like to go into a little more in depth with some things. So I know Yakuza is one of them. Well, yeah. That no, I, yeah, no, you're right. The, the Yakuza, uh, but we, we have a ton on the way, though. Um, yeah. We we already kind of gave we already talked about Dragon's Quest a little bit, but that's actually much a part of a much bigger uh, topic uh, regarding oh, Kiri Toriyama and yeah, um, you know Mr. Rose said he's he's going to be on the episode for that. Uh, we have tons to talk about as far as actually doing the all Nintendo episode. We did all Sega one, so it's only right that we do one for Nintendo. Uh, true. Yeah. So, but it's uh-huh. a lot. But we love doing it. We do, we do, man. I'm glad we was able to get Fudzilla on, man. I, this was so last minute, folks. So it, it was planned. Yeah, and, and so it just, been, uh, yeah. I kind of ended up dropping in. So hey, it's all good. I feel like I'm learning a lot from you, like from you guys. So hey, we learn we learn a lot from each other just across the board. We learn from you, and, and certainly, Sophie Casuals always get some sort of surprise uh just yeah. out of the blue, the we, blue so you know what uh we only we we said we were going for an hour and <laughs> it's, it's, it's been about two but it's whatever we always put the disclaimer it's like 45 minutes or more and it's not like right. you guys can't pause and come back but um before before we close this one out i wanted to we got a bunch of games coming up and now we're not sure what's coming out or you know what's just going to be delayed and so i wanted to find out from youtube what game are you looking for the most or are you just kind of winging it is there a game you're really excited about or is there something that um or is it just nothing uh, yeah let me rephrase that is it something you're excited about or are you just kind of really winging it and if it catches your eye that's what it is well i i'll i'll, I'll certainly answer i think for me uh looking at matters at the moment i i think really everything's come to fruition as far as like gaming wise resident evil 3 remake and final fantasy Seven's remake. I, I think I'm pretty good. I don't think I'll be looking for anything else until you know much later in the year, and that's given, of course, delays and things of that sort. You know, that uh, I want to see, and I'm just curious because of just so much happening. I want to see how this Avengers game does because mm-hmm. um, I know they've been trying with that one. I know it's been kind of forgotten in the scale of things um but i you know i want to see what turns out from that one just looking at some of the gameplay footage i, I I'm, I'm curious there but otherwise my my gaming uh season so far is, is good you know here everything else i'm just gonna wing you know? i got you anything any... oh sorry go ahead no, I was just saying that uh, I, I really don't have anything because I'm basically playing everything I want to play right now. Gotcha. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got back into Soul Calibur Six. Um, I might try to 
tackle Dragon Ball Fighters again, and I want to go back. I want to get back into fighting games the way that I used to. Because uh, some, some, something. I think that match with uh, with with Adam did something. So now I'm just like uh, getting, yeah. So unless there's like a new Soul Calibur game going on, I don't think there's anything. I'm gonna oh wait, GTA Six. Yeah, I'm. I've been seeing. I've been seeing articles uh, surface, but I'm waiting until uh, publications that I trust are starting to report on it. Uh, but now I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to uh, GTA Six. I think though, for games that I know was coming around the bend right now, that I can say for certain, at least that I'm looking forward to. I shouldn't even say for certain because anything could happen at this point. I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk. I was excited about Final Fantasy VII Remake. I uh, was really excited about Last of Us. Unfortunately, that's put on hold. I love Persona. And I have to admit that Royale, at first, I was not really hyped. Um, it just, I it was hard. I was like, you know what? I already have Persona 5. I enjoyed it. I love it. It's a great game. Didn't complete my second playthrough because other games came out and just I just dropped the ball. So when they announced Wario, I was like, okay, well, you know, let's see what they do. Okay, there's a new character. All right, that's cool. Wait, we're adding a redeeming arc. Hmm. Okay, interested a little. Uh, at this point, buying it was just a chore. I was like, well, I'm not about to not have an updated game forget that but what really made me hype for it was when i found out that they give the phantom thieves their own headquarters a actual you know their actual you know hq so i'm like wait they get a hideout okay now i'm interested that's what that's what made me interested they get a hideout one thing i will tell you that if you want me to play a game and i think i even said this on our last episode chris uh, if you want me to be interested in the game, give me a base. Give me a base, and I, th- yeah, this is this is an ongoing thing with me, y'all. I'm not even going to lie to you. You want me to be excited about an RPG, especially, or just any game? Give me a base, because that is going to be something I work towards. I'm not going to work towards so much the new powers and abilities. Well, I will, but when you tell me that I can have a house. You know, and uh, or castle. Hello, Dragon Age. Uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Matter of fact, I got into Dragon I can Age. Vouch for this. <laughs> I got into Dragon Age Inquisition. I can personally. <laughs> I'm just, just saying, I've seen it myself. <laughs> uh, I've seen it. Like I played GTA with this man. He's like. As soon as you, as soon as he found out that you could get your own motorcycle club and all sorts of legal businesses, you could be the boss of a, of a company. He's like, and next thing I know, this dude is a CEO flying a chopper around the city. I'm like, yep. <laughs> the night, the you night. You gotta get the man. You gotta get the man goals, man. You gotta the, get him goals. The, the, <laughs> the nightclub, the nightclub, definitely was the the the, the hit that started. And it spiraled, but then when I logged on, and you was like, "Yeah, I got a penthouse. You gotta check it out." And I was like, "Penthouse? I can get a penthouse? So I can house all my expensive cars in a penthouse? Yeah, my character's only motivation in that game 
is I want cars. Yeah, I'm selling you illegal narcotics because I want cars. My character's doing all <laughs> this criminal activity for cars. Not so much about money and power. It's cars. Cars, penthouse. Cars, give me the penthouse. <laughs> so playing a game like Dragon Age Inquisition, yes. And if we're playing Cyberpunk and they said, well, you know what? You can get your own apartment. Wait, what? Okay, I'm about to start hacking the world. Like, well, they, you start they, with the apartment. What happens to you at the. Mm hmm. Can't let this man play GTA. He's, he's living it up like a 1995 kingpin right now in that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't mean, I don't mean like. I don't mean like 1995, like, newspaper kingpin. I mean like 1995, like, bad guy from Bad Boys 1 type kingpin. Oh. Oh, wow. He's like, you find out at the end of the movie, he blew up all, he did all the stuff and murdered all these people so he could add to his fancy car collection. I recently, I had recently like, went and got myself the murder of Will Smith's love interest started because this man wanted another car. Not a car, another car. Dude <laughs> had 14, 15 of them. He's like, one more. Let me uh, shoot this prostitute. Like, <laughs> I I really you 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 missed the purple the purple sleek Impala that I got and I put the hydraulics on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then I got mad about because I dropped like three hundred uh, grand on it and I'm like, dude, you know how much weed I'm gonna have to like sell and all the stuff to get that money back? Like I legit was sitting there looking like, wait a minute, I shouldn't have spent that. I could use that to upgrade security. All right, now I'm really gonna have to work. Yeah, um, but it 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 that so take what you know about um GTA and just think about what I'm probably doing to Animal Crossing. That's all I'm gonna tell you. It, but at least it's none of that horrible stuff. But. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. I'm like, the you Oh my goodness. Dude, I mean, basically, if you're going to take Animal Crossing and mix it with uh, the GTA, are, are, are we getting like a little. Isn't that up there in the evolution point? Because I mean, you already had what? Uh, what was the, 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 the animated that uh, hit Netflix with Beastars? You have that, and that's kind of like uh, edgy Zootopia. But then this is just adding further to like the whole animal feel of just being fierce. Look, <laughs> I, I look, I I will I will say with Animal Crossing, that is my my uh, game to just be peaceful. Uh, now, as I said last last uh, last episode, I did not appreciate. Uh, taking the night to play Monster Hunter to be like chased around by a Super Saiyan uh, gorilla. Um, <laughs> and I just wanted to go back to planting my flowers. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like Animal Crossing because of that, that peaceful element. But there are people who, who just have to take it to levels it shouldn't even be. But yeah, um, a lot of games coming out this year. And folks, definitely if there are any games you're interested in you're already playing you're looking forward to or it's just nothing that's really impressing you at the moment you know tag us on uh facebook talk to us on twitter you know let us know what games you you're truly enjoying right now or what you're looking forward to or what you wish folks would put out and they're not 
doing it. And also, if you didn't catch that episode where we talked about reboots, the the five R's as we call it, definitely check that out because we talk a lot more in detail about uh, games that we wish would come out or just games that they come out and they shouldn't have anthem um and yeah a few other things uh it's uh been a pleasure talking with everyone you know and i mean y'all listening to us and of course you know hang with you guys i always do appreciate you especially coming to va satellite but um I'm, i i got nothing more so um hey i'm i'm done and i want to play some persona what are you guys looking to do well, let's see. Since we are uh, doing the closing, want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in to this uh, lovely foray of ours. Uh, we've been going pretty strong for some time in this uh, podcasting um, element. We have certainly uh, enjoyed matters. We still enjoy uh, just doing what we're doing and hope that um, you'll tune in next time, certainly to 16 Bit Sushi and uh, all the other members of the ARS uh, 45 podcasting family. Uh, so pretty much for my closing, uh, just going to uh, catch up on backlog of things, gaming and otherwise, and a little thing called sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is that? What, what even is that? Um, let's see. Sleep is defined as... <laughs> I, I've never experienced that before. <laughs> I don't know what... To, no, actually, no, no, that's a lie. I, I don't know what it is Well, I, I believe in some rap songs, I think sleep is the cousin of death. So, <laughs> yo. Yeah, um... <laughs> oh, man, but... Oh, I guess I should say, well, for me, I'm probably going to uh, tap into some more Soul Calibur 6 since I've uh, got my mojo back a little bit, man. It's 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 keeping me calm during, during this time, and, you know, and I just want to say to the listeners out there, thank you so much for listening. Be kind, be cool, be you. I love that. Absolutely. I and love be that. Be safe out there, everyone. Definitely. Uh yeah, well, folks, you know, this has been another episode of 16-Bit Sushi. Uh, if you love what you hear, please give us a five-star rating. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're following, if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. Definitely also follow us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at the Anime Rest Stop, or you can uh, find us on Facebook. We are always looking to create awesome content for you. We got a lot of great things in store, so make sure you stay tuned. And as everyone said here, basically, be yourself, be nice, be kind, all that good stuff. And, um, you know, we'll catch you next time. Guess I'll close y'all out on some music. Yeah. All right. This is 16-Bit Sushi, a part of the ARS 45 Network. Peace. You coming to bed, hon? Yep.
Honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.